Tampa Bay starts off 1-0 after a stunning upset in Minnesota. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live post-game edition of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's Bucks Nation. Dot com, your credentialed member of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free on linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free Terms and conditions apply. On this episode, I'm going to give you things that I loved, some things that I hated in week one, and we're going to hand out some game balls to the best performers of the week. But first, let's talk about the biggest moments of the game. Whatever you think was the biggest moment of the game, drop it in the YouTube comments. But I have to start off with what I think is the slam dunk obvious choice, and it was Christian Izian's interception at the end of the first half. So the Bucks and Vikings are tied at 10 apiece. The Vikings are in field goal range. They are in the red zone. They are threatening to take the lead going into halftime. And Christian Izian literally just steals the ball out of K.J. Osborne's hands at the goal line with 23 seconds left in the half. That prevented the Vikings from getting in the end zone prevented the Vikings from even settling for a field goal. It kept the score at 10 to 10 with the Buccaneers taking possession to open the second half. Without that interception, who knows how things play out. Now, you can talk about the nine-minute drive to open the second half where the Buccaneers scored a touchdown, but without a doubt, the play by Christian Izian in that moment as the starting slot corner was absolutely phenomenal. It completely changed the tide of the game because the Vikings, despite two earlier turnovers, were gaining the momentum. They were moving down the field. Tampa had had a couple of busted coverages in the secondary that led to explosive plays. And then Izian steps up and makes what I think was the absolute play of the game. In the chat, we got Adam saying Izian interception was the game changer. We got uh, Chase hit a boomer of a kick. Yes, absolutely. We will talk about Chase McLaughlin in a little while. And uh, we got Danny. Six undrafted rookies made the 53-man roster. Uh, Other key moments to me, I am going to touch on a few of these. 
the offsides call against the Vikings on third and seven that set up third and two, the Buccaneers convert. It was their first third down conversion of the game. Eventually, at the end of that drive is when Mike Evans gets his touchdown. The Buccaneers, three for four on third down, one for one on fourth down. In that nine-minute-long opening drive of the second half, they had struggled so much on third down throughout the game. To come out in the second half, go three for four, and that one that you missed, you converted on fourth down anyway to keep the drive alive before Trey Palmer ends up with the ball in the end zone. Absolutely masterful. Baker Mayfield's run on third and three on the final possession. It moved the chains, and Minnesota at that point was out of timeout. So that all but sealed the game. They still needed one more big play in order to be able to kneel the clock out. And, of course, that play came thanks to Chris Godwin. His sideline catch on third and 10 to move the sticks, end the game. Those were some major, major moments. And I was sitting there talking to my son on that third down. Do you run the ball? Do you try to chew up a little bit more clock, let Chase McLaughlin kick another long field goal, force the Vikings to have to score a touchdown with under a minute and a half left and no timeouts? No, they decide to put the ball in the air at risk of not completing it, stopping the clock, potentially giving the Vikings the ball back, and instead Chris Godwin with an absolutely phenomenal catch to keep the clock moving. I absolutely loved those moments. I'm going to jump over to the chat one more time. Alexander, he says Baker's better than Mahomes. Okay, okay, calm down. I got a lot of hate on the Bucks Nation Twitter account because I had retweeted uh, something to the effect of Joe Burrow struggling. The They had the ball five times, and they punted on all five drives and, and all that, and, and people lost their minds on Twitter that I, I made that joke. So, no, Baker Mayfield is not better than Patrick Mahomes, but I get it. He's got more wins this season than Mahomes and the Chiefs do, so let's go ahead and, and just enjoy that. Tyler in the chat. Maybe the Vikings came in too cocky. Bucks have a lot to prove, and they played with a chip on their shoulder. Absolutely. I don't know if I would go so far as to say the Vikings were too cocky, but I will agree with you 100% that the Buccaneers have a chip on their shoulder, and it showed throughout this game. You could see the fire and the ferocity of some of these players on the Buccaneers team, both on offense and defense. It They were out to prove something. They were out to prove that they can win this game despite what the experts and the, the line setters are saying about them. Uh, Demon Hunter, um, technically speaking, Alexander is correct. Better touchdown to interception ratio and record. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and say the Baker's better than Mahomes or Burrow or some of these other quarterbacks that lost their first game. Baker played great. Yeah, Baker played very, very well. I'm not going to say that he played great, but not all of that was really his fault. We're going to get in to some of the things that I loved and some of the things that I hated in week one. Coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to post your job on LinkedIn Jobs. Then you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to see, interview, and hire. It's why small businesses rate, rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every dayers, every livers, be sure to come back tomorrow when David is going to be joining me to react to all that was week one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's talk about some good things and some bad things. So let's start off with things that I loved. Number one, something that I harped on a lot leading up to this game, they won the turnover battle. Baker Mayfield protected the football. Rashad White protected the football. Sean Tucker, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, everybody protected the football. They win the turnover, turnover battle 3-0. to zero. Kirk Cousins, two fumbles and an interception. It proved to be the difference in the game. The other thing that I loved was that they won the penalty battle. How much have I talked to you guys about the stupid penalties, the shooting yourself in the foot, all of that. We saw improvement week to week to week throughout the preseason. We saw it again in week one. Yes, the Buccaneers had two penalties that were declined, but it ends up the Bucs thir- three penalties for 19 yards, the Vikings six penalties for 45 yards. I'm also going to take this opportunity to sneak something I hate into something that I loved, and it was the officiating in this game. You have an absolutely god-awful defensive pass interference call against Christian Izian in the end zone, which gave the Vikings a first down, led to the touchdown that tied the game 17-17. to Meanwhile, you can clearly see Kate Otten's jersey getting pulled early in the game the refs pick up the flag saying no defensive holding when it very blatantly was. Then Mike Evans gets tackled on the sideline for a ball that was very catchable and the refs keep the flag in their pockets. That was terrible. If you're going to call that penalty on Izian, which was ticky-tack at best, you have to turn around and call the one where Mike Evans is brought down to the ground and could have been a huge play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Something else that I loved in this one, Baker's grit. This is one of the reasons that when March rolled around, I talked about why I liked Baker Mayfield so much, especially for this team. Putting his shoulder down, trying to run through tacklers, fighting for extra yards, 
doing whatever he could to move the chains. And it wasn't the best game by Baker Mayfield. It wasn't the cleanest game by Baker Mayfield. A lot of that had to do with the pressure that was put on him consistently throughout the game. I'll get to that in a little bit. But I loved Baker's attitude, his mentality, his leadership, and that grit. Shout out to my youngest son, Jackson, who after Baker Mayfield converted that third and three by running the ball and nearly getting his head ripped off, he looked at me and he said, Baker's got that dog in him. And I absolutely agree. A couple of other quick things that I love, the usage of Rashawn White and Sean Tucker. The results weren't great, but I liked the usage. Continue to do that. Results will come. As John Cooper of the Tampa Bay Lightning says, process over results. Stick with the process. The results will come. Going for it on fourth and one on what ended up being the game-winning field goal drive when you were on your own 32 showed a lot of guts, and I love the call by Todd Bowles. Yes, if they didn't convert, I could have been on here criticizing him, but the fact of the matter is when he went for it, I loved the call. Results be darned. Finally, the pass rush. The pass rush got to Cousins relatively consistently. They didn't always close it out. They didn't always get home, but they rushed some of the plays by Kirk Cousins, created some opportunities where passes were a little too high. He fumbles the ball, throws an interception. They got Cousins off of his game by continuously getting after him and forcing bad plays. Let's talk about a few things that I hated. The play calling in the first half by Dave Canales was bad. It was real bad. And I understand I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, knock Dave Canales or, or rip him to shreds or anything like that. It's going to be a learning process. There's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be growth pains for a first-time offensive coordinator and play caller. But he went from way too cute very early in the game to immediately going way too conservative. It was it was such a wide spectrum that he jumped from one side to the other in such a hurry. It, it was giving me, you know, shades of Byron Leftwich. He started to kind of get it together in the second half, started to figure some things out, got Baker in a little bit of a rhythm. That's what you want to see moving forward. There, there are going to be growing pains, but I like the adjustment of the play calls from the first half to the second half, but that first half was really, really rough. The offensive line, goodness gracious, that was bad. On third downs, Baker Mayfield had less than two seconds to try to set his feet and throw the ball. Luckily, there weren't any you know, fumbles. There weren't any interceptions. Only one sack taken by Baker during the game. But that offensive line needs to figure it out and figure it out quickly. And I'm going to call out a guy that I've been a big fan of because this has to be fixed. I'm telling you right now, if Robert Hainsey doesn't figure out how to get the shotgun snaps up a little bit, I'm not saying sail it over his head, but there were way too many snaps down at Baker's knees and Baker's shins. It's going to create turnovers. It's going to create fumbles and botched snaps if Hainsey doesn't get this figured out. It has to be put right on the number. So I don't care what is scheduled for the next practice. Baker Mayfield and Robert Hainsey need to be on that field an hour before practice or an hour after practice, whatever it is, nothing but shotgun snaps. Get that figured out or it's going to spell doom for the Buccaneers in an upcoming game. 
the busted coverages in the secondary leading to explosive plays. Luckily, you had Antoine Winfield Jr. make a touchdown-saving tackle on uh, Justin Jefferson. But Ryan Neal, guilty a couple of times of blowing some coverages, leading to big plays, needs to be cleaned up. Co-Keefed, why is he getting three targets on the first, like, two possessions? If you're going to target the tight end, if you're going to target a guy over the middle, let's get it to Kate Otten. Let's get it to Chris Godwin. I I like Co-Keefed, but there really shouldn't be a time when he has three targets in the beginning of a football game. Finally, something that I really, really hated was the announcement that Kalijah Kansi re-injured his calf and could not finish the game. Might have come back a little bit too soon. You hope that it's, it's not serious and it was more of a precaution than anything, but losing Kalijah Kansi, especially the way that he started off this game really fast, really mobile, getting in the backfield, disrupting Kirk Cousins. I don't want to see him miss extended periods of time. I'm going to jump over to the chat. Let's see what some of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, see what some of you guys were uh, loving and hating in this game. We got uh, G Vegas. I was surprised by the first three plays being passes. I was too, with as committed as they said they were going to be to the run game. I did not love uh, all of, of the passing plays there to, to start the game. Wanted to see Rashad White get into a little bit of a rhythm a little bit earlier on. Um, Adam in the chat, Baker did what had to be done. Boy, strong and mentally tough. Absolutely. G Vegas, Baker may have gotten an angry run nomination with that stiff arm. Shades of Rashad White against Seattle, right? That's what I loved when I mentioned Baker's grit. He wasn't going to go down easy. He wasn't going to go down for a loss. He was going to fight tooth and nail to earn those yards. Absolutely embarrassing. A Vikings defender on that stiff arm. We got a couple more in the chat. Uh, Demon Hunter. Uh, I'd hate to meet Vita head on. Yeah, me too. And uh, thank goodness Levante David was okay after getting absolutely shellacked by Vita Vea. Um, let's see. We got Sorry, I guess, in the chat. They were no better than the Bucks. Kirk is no better than Baker. Final score proved it. You're right. The, Vi the Vikings were not any better than the Bucks. In fact, they were worse than the Bucks because the Buccaneers come out victorious. And finally, Richard, we really didn't see things we were told about the offense like Rashad White barely got any receptions. It was kind of a weird game, and I expect a lot more uh, passes going to the running backs moving forward, both Rashad White and Sean Tucker. It, it seems like they almost got taken out of the running game a little bit early, but you, you had a lot of carries. You had a lot of opportunities. You got to stick with it. You got to continue to do it. Process over outcome. Keep doing it. The results are going to come. I promise you that. Dave Canales wants to utilize those running backs. He's going to do so, and the results will come. We're going to be talking about a Rashad White 100-yard game sooner than later. Handing out some game balls to the top performers in the Buccaneers' 20-17 to win over the Minnesota Vikings. That is coming up next right here on Locked on Bucks. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a live post-game reaction episode of Locked On Bucks. Passing out some game balls to the players of the game. Guys, drop your players of the game into the live chat. I have two game balls on offense, two game balls on defense. Let's start with the first defensive game ball, the defensive player of the game. It's Devin White. This dude was on another level in this game. Led the team with 12 tackles, two tackles for loss. He was constantly chasing down ball carriers, laying out vicious hits, whether it was Alexander Madison or Ham or Hawkinson. Devin White was taking no prisoners in this one. Absolutely the shades of 2020 playoff Devin. And I, I said it when. You know, we were previewing this game. That's the Devin White you had to see if the Buccaneers were going to come away victorious in this one. My first offensive game ball to the official offensive player of the game, it's Mike Evans. 10 targets, six receptions, 66 yards, one touchdown. He had a bad drop on the deep ball, had another bad drop on a slant that would have resulted in a touchdown. Luckily, Trey Palmer ends up getting a touchdown on that drive. So two pretty bad drops, but overall, Mike Evans was fantastic for the Buccaneers in this one. No sign of drop-off, no sign of frustration. He He's keeping that stuff off the field. He's out here to play. He's out here to extend his 1,000-yard streak. He's out here to win football games. Mike Evans, a fantastic performance. <clears throat> My second defensive player of the game, and I, I saw it in the chat. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Uh, Astro made this. Christian deserves a game ball. He does. Christian Isian absolutely deserves a game ball. Unfortunately, he was my number three choice. Second defensive game ball is going to Antoine Winfield Jr. Eight tackles, one sack, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, a pass defense, and two quarterback hurries. Antoine Winfield was a man possessed. And don't forget a touchdown saving tackle in the open field on the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Justin Jefferson was not happy about that tackle. Antoine Winfield Jr. was making things happen all over the field, getting after the quarterback in run defense, in pass defense, deep coverage, man coverage. He was all over the place. Winfield with a phenomenal performance. Honorable mention to Izian. I wish I could have given him one. I can't put him over Antoine Winfield Jr. after that performance. My second offensive game ball, 
it's going to go to Baker Mayfield. It wasn't pretty. He didn't light up the stat sheet. He finished 21 of 34, 173 yards, two touchdowns, 11 rushing yards, and those were some hard-fought rushing yards. Zero turnovers. In a game where the Buccaneers defense forced three turnovers by the opposing starting quarterback and only won the game by three points, the protection of that football was the biggest difference in all of this. Baker Mayfield didn't put the ball in danger. He made smart, quick decisions when he had to. He was under pressure a lot. The Vikings created a lot of opportunities that could have turned into turnovers, turned into takeaways. But at the end, Baker Mayfield got the job done, throws two touchdown passes, protects the football, and I don't know who else on offense you would have put above Baker Mayfield. Another honorable mention, my Illinois guy, Chase McLaughlin, with a 57-yard field goal to win the game. Wasn't as time expired, but a 57-yarder, that's clutch. Phenomenal, phenomenal job by Chase McLaughlin. Let's jump over to the chat one more time. Let's see who you guys were handing out your game balls to. We already got Astro made this. He said, Izian, Richard, he says, Antoine Winfield Jr., G Vegas. Winfield set the tempo early and pointed to his name after that sack, forced fumble, fumble recovery. It was homecoming for Winfield. His dad was a Viking. He grew up in Minnesota. He went to Minnesota. This was a home game for Antoine Winfield Jr. You love to see it. We got Bucks, Rays, Bolts, Devin White, and Levante David. Can't argue with that. Levante David, quietly another really good game. Again, thank goodness Vita Vea didn't knock him unconscious when they collided. But uh, another really solid game for uh, Levante David. We got Grizzled Noob saying, you like that? Yes. Yes, we do like that. Um, Devin White on defense, Evan on offense, Camarda on special teams. You know what, Adam? I'm really glad you brought that up because I do have a couple minutes here. Camarda's preseason performance made me a little nervous. I don't know how many of you in the live chat were able to watch all of the Buccaneers preseason games, but there were a couple of shanked punts by Camarda throughout the preseason. I was a little nervous that there might have been a little bit of regression, a little bit of a sophomore slump. Camarda, absolutely fantastic job on some booming punts. Uh, Zion McCollum, this close to keeping one out of the end zone. Instead, it was a touchback, but Camarda with a really, really great job. Adam again, Camarda is a weapon. Yes, absolutely. Um, we got Luke in the chat. That nine-minute drive was Brady-esque with the Patriots. Love that comparison. Yeah, lots of, I mean, even Brady-esque with the Buccaneers, right? There were a lot of big-time clock-chewing drives by the Buccaneers offense with Tom Brady under center that resulted in points, and that's exactly what they did, exactly what they needed to do. And again, you go back. Three out of four on third downs. That one that they didn't convert, they got the first down on fourth down. So they were one for one on the conversions there. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Grizzled Noob in the chat. Special teams look very good today. It's usually a weak point, but not today. 
Can we also take a minute to appreciate the punt return that Devin Tompkins had where he put a Minnesota Viking gunner on absolute skates inside the 10-yard line and ended up returning the punt out to the 30? That was an absolute thing of beauty. That is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bucks. Again, thank you all for joining me on this live reaction show, joining me in the live chat, contributing as you always do. We're going to do this all season long, but make sure you come back tomorrow. David is going to get in on the discussion as we continue to break down what happened between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings as the Bucs won and O oh, tied for first place in the NFC South and which quarterback in the NFC South leads the division in touchdown passes? That's right. It's Baker Mayfield. So we'll be back tomorrow to continue to break down the Buccaneers' upset victory over the Vikings. In the meantime, check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.